my wonderful ACC fans, my fellow fans of ACC basketball, we've got to have a talk. We've got to have a talk because right now there is slander, outright slander and nastiness being thrown at the ACC in terms of how good or bad the conference is. With That's got to be said. That's I've, I've got to, to have that conversation because at this point, it's getting out of hand. I talked about this a little bit with Candace Cooper on Monday. She's not going to be here today because uh, she has some prior engagements that she has to work out. But I'm telling you right here, right now, we are going to break down three very important parts of why I am looking at this conference and saying, relax, everything's fine, everything's okay, let's not lose our heads here. We're going to break down all that more on today's episode of Locked On ACC. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's start here, right? And let's get this out the way early. Is this ACC good? Am I arguing that this is one of the better years that we've seen out of ACC or that this is even a, a, a banner year or average, above average year? I would say no to all of those things. I would say no. I'm not going to sit here and tell you lies, tell you sweet nothings for the sake of the conference. That's not who I am. That's not what's in my constitution. But what is in my constitution is to point out when math doesn't math, when the numbers don't quite add up, when there is something fishy going on. And when I look at the discussions that people are having, I talked about this Monday. Let's get into it. A statement by Joe Lenardi. The Mountain West is better than the ACC this year, according to the net ratings or rankings. That's so interesting to me. That's so fascinating to me. Because if they are better as a conference, top to bottom, according to the net rankings, then why is it that, um, and and I'll I'll not only talk about the Mountain West, but I'll throw the Pac-12 in there as well, the team that's above us, Because as the conferences are lined up, according to net rankings right now, Big 12 is number one, Big 10 is number two, SEC is number three, Big East is number four, Mountain West is number five, Pac-12 is number six, ACC is number seven. Now, here's what I will say, because I am looking at this and saying to myself, You are not being honest if you're looking at net rankings and saying there's nothing fishy here because I'm going to read you all of the amount of teams that it will be in for each conference from four through eight. Number four, Big East, five teams. Number five, Mountain West, five teams. Number six, Pac-12, two teams. Number seven, ACC, Five teams. Number eight, West Coast Conference, two teams. Number we'll we'll go a little further. Number nine, American Conference, two teams. 
Conference U number 10, Conference USA, two teams. Do you see what just happened there? Let's run that back just in case you missed it. The Pac-12 is rated above the ACC in terms of average net ranking. And yet, they have two teams that are going to get into the tournament. The ACC has five. So how does this happen? How does this happen? I'll tell you how it happens. The net looks at the raw numbers and data, does not account for context, does not account for outliers in either direction. And so the ACC has a much bigger anchor in terms of Louisville dragging the net ranking down than they do, than we do rather, in terms of whoever you would consider to be the best team in the ACC right now bringing the conference up. That's the reality of what we're looking at. If you say Virginia is the best team in the conference, sure, fine. They're first place. They're sitting at first place right now. They're the number six team in America. But according to Net, I don't believe that they're um, up there in terms of top five or top ten either. But do you get what I'm saying in terms of, well, now, wait a minute. Something here just ain't adding up. Something here, just there's there's something going on here that smells a little funny, doesn't pass the smell test. Because again, I'm very simply saying, I'm not creating anything. I'm not saying what I think or what my mind is. Or I'm telling you that we're looking at a situation where Virginia is 16th in, in the net. So with that being said, we're going to be bought down much further by a Louisville that I want to say is in the, the 330-somethings or something along those lines, then we are bought up by Louisville, I mean by Virginia. And so to me, it's not exactly fair to say, oh, well, this team or this conference is a terrible conference this year. They're horrible. They're worse than this conference. They're worse than that conference. Because, again, I just broke down the numbers to you now. So the Pac-12 who's above us in net is going to have three less teams than us in the tournament but they're a better conference. How does that math work out? Somebody explain it to me. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. The Mountain West, better conference than us. Same amount of teams projected to get into the tournament. Oh, well, 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 well you know. And, and Lord forbid, because we've already seen that this year, that there have been upsets everywhere. There have been the best of teams losing to the worst of teams. And so with that being said, it is not out of the realm of possibility that a team that is currently outside of the field, because uh, uh, apparently, allegedly, Clemson is outside of the field. And I said, how? How is Clemson outside of the field? Somebody has to explain to me how a 20-win ACC team would be outside of the field. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. If you're telling me, well, they're outside of the field uh, based on their, their net ranking, that's that's why they're outside of the field. Again, point me to the direction that makes that make sense. I would love to be pointed in the direction that says, hey, so what that Clemson has very quality wins? So what that they do? Or so what that Clemson has led the conference and been in front of the conference for most of the year? So what? Oh, they lost to Louisville. Oh, they're the worst team in the world. Oh, because they've got some Q4 losses. Now, all of a sudden, they they should not be considered. They shouldn't be taken seriously. Forget the fact that they've got Q1 wins. Forget the fact that they've got three Q1 wins. Oh, Clemson just 
You know, they they just they just fallen and they're in the free fall and they've lost to some teams that you just can't lose to. Oh, this last little stretch has been so bad for them. They should be outside the field. How? How? So again, in looking at net and talking about well, what is what is this? What does it look like? How does this work out? Again, when you're talking about this conference and saying what what this conference is or is not, I want to make it very clear that you're saying that a team that will have five teams in is just so terrible and so bad. When in reality, again, according to Net, hey, we're not a good conference and all that good stuff. Sure, but again, is is Net the end all be all? Is Net the end all be all? Because there's also an eye test, and beyond the eye test, there's also what you did against uh, against the other conferences this season. And to me, I think it's very clear that if you're screaming down the block for, oh, this is a a terrible conference, again, just show the work. Because even the net, even the, the, the mathematical equation that goes in and pops out the answer says that five teams will get into the tournament, which again is more, more than if not tied with, Every conference in front of us, except for the number three, number two, one through three. So from four down through us, there is nobody that has more than us. No, nobody that has more teams who are going to get into the tournament, according to the net, according to net projections. And yet we're we're sitting here discussing, oh, this, this conference is just no good, lousy, terrible. Oh, man, just a bad time. Just a, a, a terrible team that's struggling, that you're you're looking at, a, you don't know how you're going to get off. You don't know. Stop it. Stop it. Knock it off. Knock it off. That's There's no reason that we should still be talking about the conference in this way. Because again, if you look at what I'm looking at, if you look at the net and, they, and what they're saying, they're saying we're a bad conference and yet we're going to have as many as the fourth best conference. We're the eighth best conference or seventh best conference, but we're going to have as many teams in the tournament as the fourth best. Huh. Things that make you go, hmm, a team that's ahead of us won't have half as many teams in the conferences. I mean, won't have half as many teams in the tournament as the ACC will have. But for some reason, we're supposed to look at that and say, oh, yeah, this passes the smell test. The ACC is just terrible this year. And again, not sitting up here lying to y'all telling you this is the greatest ACC we've ever seen, but. The numbers just don't add up to me. But what numbers will always add up is the numbers on FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, the point scores, to threes drain. Trust me. It's all there for you. You can get whatever bets you want from spreads to totals to, you know, player props, points, rebounds, assists, doesn't matter. And FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, now that we're beyond that a little bit, now that we're, you know, I, I, again, I hope that I've done a good job of kind of relaying to you all how, again, if you're living your life by, 
what the net says and all oh, the net says that this team's good and this team's bad and this team lost to this team. Listen, at the end of the day, their own numbers have worked against themselves. Their own numbers have said, hey, this is one of the worst conferences. This is the worst of the power five conferences. And yet they'll have more teams in the tournament than some power five conferences. So I, I don't, or power six conferences rather. So I, I don't, again, we can try to play that game of like, well, these, this is what the, the numbers say. And, and this is what, sure. But the numbers also say again, that while this conference is so terrible and disgusting and down bad, it, it still says that we have, we're going to have two times more than a, a power six team that is in front of us. So that's just my thought there. Uh, two times more teams in than a power six team that is in front of us, that that power six conference being a Pac-12. So that's just my thought there. Now, in looking at the games that are going to be played tonight, we're looking at two games that could be very important in terms of um, in terms of the net and how we look with securing um, securing securing NCAA tournament bids. My words are beating me up today. Sorry. We've got Miami traveling to Blacksburg to take on a Virginia Tech team that is just fresh off an upset on their home court against Pitt. They just beat Pitt 79-72, and they're looking to knock off another big dog in the conference, looking to build some momentum as they roll into the ACC tournament so they could be potentially like they did before where they won the tournament a bid stealer. Is it possible that they win that game? Absolutely. I've already talked about the way that Miami kind of sleepwalks through first halves, and I've talked about it at nauseum because they have been bad about it. However, as of late, they've been much better in terms of being locked in in the first half. They've been pretty good in terms of being ready, being prepared, um, and, and coming out and kind of beating up on teams you should beat up on. But again, although this is the terrible ACC where nobody is good, this Miami Hurricane team has done a good job in terms of their last few games dominating Duke, beating Louisville and, and North Carolina and Wake Forest all handily. Like, I don't think that any of those games you were ever like, oh, man, what's going on here? This game is going to get out of shape, out of whack, or out of hand for, for Miami. Again, Miami has done a good job of winning these games, but they're still living on the edge. They're still living dangerously in terms of allowing these teams to get close in the beginning and then kind of pulling away late. So that's a question for this Miami team. Can they come out the right way to start the game? And I've, I've talked about this at nauseum because if you look at their point differentials from first half to second half, it is like astronomical. It is like they are a completely different team from the first half to the second. And part of that, you can credit to Jim Lornega making adjustments and all that. You can kind of credit to um, this team being in great shape and, and being well-conditioned to play late into these ball games. And, and you know, uh, the depth that they have kind of works out in that way. But there's also something to be said for the fact that, again, there are some inferior opponents that they face, that they still let hang around in games and let stay close. And, and you should not do that against this Virginia Tech team. On the road, if you let this Virginia Tech team hang around, if you are in Blacksburg trying to get a win and you let them hang around, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if you walk up out of there with an L, if you limp your way out with an L. And speaking of limping out of Virginia Tech with an L, uh, Pitt was the last team to do so. They're looking to bounce back against Georgia Tech. 
Now, here's the thing. Georgia Tech is another team that, at the end of the day, this game here, Pitt, 12-point favorites. This Pitt team, very heavily favored here, had the, excuse me, the longest winning streak in the ACC going into that game against uh, Virginia Tech. I think that this is an angry uh, Pittsburgh team. I think that this is a pissed-off Pittsburgh team, and I think that this team comes in and they do what they need to do. I think that this team comes in and they ride Jamarius Burton to an easy victory here because, again, they're at home, number one. Number two, they're looking at a situation where the reality is you cannot afford a loss this bad. Like, that's no hyperbole. That's no exaggeration. This team just can't do that. You cannot lose to a bottom feeder in the conference going into bottom feeder in the conference at home going into tournament time if you hope to do anything good in terms of uh, your your seating position. But not only that, just in terms of carrying the momentum into the conference tournament, you do not want to be the team that is limping into the conference tournament because you did not take care of business against the teams that you were supposed to dominate. Now, don't get me wrong. Pitt does have some still, they still have some tests ahead of them in their last game of the season being um, on the road against Miami. But the reality is you want to put yourself in a position to where the, the games that you should win, you do win so that when you hit that adversity, when you hit that patch or when you hit that team in Miami, where it's like, oh man, this is, this is going to be a tough task. You already got a little bit of a cushion there. You already got a little bit of a, a situation to where, I mean, at the end of the day, they've already beaten Miami, but still, you just don't want to go into a game like that where you're already kind of limping in. And then if you take an L against that Miami team, which is a good team, you beat by three points the first time you played. But if they lose this one and go into the tournament off that, that is not the way that you want to lose this in ter- or not the way you want to handle this in terms of going into the uh, going into the conference tournament. So it's very clear to me. You've got a pit team at home trying to bounce back from a bad road loss. You've got a Miami team on the road at the team that gave Pitt the bad road loss. It is very clear what the answers are for me here. Does Miami start this game the right way? Because we know they can finish well. We know when it comes to the ending, when it comes to that second half, when it comes to down the stretch, they can make it happen. However, why would you want to give a team that should not be on the court with you confidence to do why why would you want to do that because if you give them confidence while they're at home they'll find a way and Pitt, i mean you're at home you you're you're coming off that loss you need to get it together you need to show immediately don't worry about it we're ready don't worry about it we're here this is that was a a small little bump in the road that is not who we are as a team that was just a a ugly bad loss which happens sometimes and we're going to rock out with that. So that's that's pretty much all I got to say there. Um, I'm about to land this thing, and I'll be right back in a second after a quick word from our sponsors. All righty, and we're back. Um, so, again, the net rankings and everybody saying that the ACC is so terrible this year and they're worse than the Mountain West and all that. Cool beans, cool story. But if we're so terrible and we're so bad and this is – Oh, God, this is just the worst Power Six conference we've ever seen, which I haven't heard anybody say, but you get my point. Oh, God, this is just the worst Power Six conference. They're just not doing anything good right now. I don't think people remember 
last year going into the tournament, there was similar discussion. Oh, this is a down year for the ACC. The ACC is bad. The ACC is bad. And then what happened? The Final Four ended up being half ACC. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Let's knock it off. Let's stop it with the nonsense. Let's stop it with all this. Well, the net says that, that we're this conference and we're not good. The net can say whatever it wants because the net is also saying that we're going to have five teams in the, in the tournament. And Lord forbid if there's a bid stealer. Lord forbid if the teams that are on the bubble, on the right side of the bubble right now, get go down the stretch and finish this thing out the right way regular season-wise, and then they all win a game or two in terms of the uh, conference tournament, and then we get a bid stealer that comes through and wins it. I mean, the math is very simple there. I, I think it's very, very simple there. So that's that's just the reality that I'm looking at. Maybe, maybe folks are looking at something different. And again, let me repeat. I'm not saying this is a good ACC conference. I'm not saying that this is a great year for the ACC conference. This is a banner year. Not saying that. What I am saying is reports of the ACC being bad are being very overblown right now. Thank you all so much. Till next time, folks.